In the watch enthusiast universe, the watch enthusiasts are represented by two separate yet equally unimportant human beings. KC, who has nothing, and John John, who knows nothing. This is their podcast. The John John and Maddox Show! Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 33rd inaugural episode of... Casey and... John! Um, just hold on a sec. Just, just in... I've been informed and this actually supposed to be the third inaugural episode of John John and That's right, everyone. We're back for the third um, episode of the John John and Maddox show. Um, Long overdue, of course. It's been a while since we've uh, got together and have a had a nice chat. Of course, we have we have a good reason to be together today. But um, once again, if you don't know who the Matic are, there's a uh, my lesser half, Casey. What's up, guys? There is our big boy, Vincent. Hello. And there's of course our legal guardian and daddy, Marshall. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Marsh. Hello. Hello. Any any feedback on all the you know all the complaints we've been directing towards you? Oh, I just put them into the junk folder. So <laughs> there you go, our listeners. That's how mm. much he cares. Mm-hmm. So stop sending that shit, man. It's, <laughs> it's all to protect us. But anyway, um, we do apologize for the slight delay in our um, episode coming out this week. Uh, who knew that it would be hard to synchronize all our schedules together? Right, I mean it's just four people. Yeah, it's only four people, but you know there is a there is a rival podcast that features four people that says they will do episodes every two weeks, but you know it's turned out to be every month. So we're doing pretty well. Ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> are we are we starting beef? <laughs> that's how you that's how you get popular. You start beef. <laughs> but anyway, we, uh, so once again we have a very good reason for the four of us being together, and well, that is because. We were invited to the Omega launches mm-hmm. for twenty twenty one. For twenty twenty one, but before we get into all of that, we have our listeners' lounge. And this week, mm-hmm. what was our question, KC? Uh, we were asking people's opinions on the new Omega launches, basically. Because I think we did some coverage on all our Instagram profiles as well as the Matic. We put up an article as well. So we were just sort of asking people, like, hey, what do you guys think about this year's launches? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to dive right into... Oh, I thought you would dive right in, no. Mr. Host. No, these are these are all responses to your um, questions. Fine. Or your question, Fair. rather. You know, since I have such an immense follower count, I guess it yeah, makes yeah. sense I mean, you're for the me to ask the question. You're the influencer yeah, among all of us. Okay, so let's let's tackle this in terms of uh, seriousness of the answers, because we have our nonsensical answers, as usual, from the usual crew who provides nonsensical <laughs> answers. And we also have a couple of serious ones. Uh, so the first one is from this dude called The Chrono Trooper. Ah, yes. <laughs> um, no idea who this dude is. I hear, has, but, uh, I hear he has a great collection. Yeah? Yeah. But he 
he he basically just said um okay so cool yeah we just roll with that i guess informative yeah Mm. very informative uh very very nuanced opinion definitely yeah yeah Though I don't know if that's really a response to me asking a question or like, like that's, whether it's an actual answer to the question. That's like the, the most meaningful okay ever. It has so much depth. In yeah, that. it's like it's it's got layers. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But mm. uh, I have a feeling like this this person is eventually gonna go to uh, the same. Um, what do you call it? Uh, what, where do you put all the complaints, Marsh? I'm gonna throw these responses there eventually. Oh as no, well. no, I'm not taking this <laughs> shit from you. <laughs> you mean like junk yeah. mail? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right. please no, I beg you. So, um, the next uh, response is from our friend Imran, and he says, "How do I make the time more visible?" So uh, this one is is in response, I think, because I put up a photo of the Omega Seamaster Black Black, the new watch. Yeah, and it's a valid question to be fair, and it is something that we'll get into a little bit later in the podcast. So mm-hmm. hold on for that one. Uh from our friend Thibault, the tall watchmaker. Yeah. He says 41 is the new 39. Yes. Hashtag stop small risk discrimination. I'm not sure what he means by that. Yeah. What do you guys think he means by... Because he's got pretty big wrists. And so he, I think he's, he's, he's thinking of your wrists, that's why. Yeah, yeah. He's basically just mocking me, I think. <laughs> Probably all and, of us. Yeah, well, everyone except John. Because he has, like, chunky wrists. I have a normal yeah. size wrist. <coughs> he's got a, no, he's a big wrist boy. Big, big. Was, he, was he referring to the Seamasters? Because they're all 41, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they are... I think the new Seamaster series is all 41, mm-hmm. especially the 300 series. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I guess he's not a fan of the trend towards smaller watches, I guess. So, okay, cool. Cool. But... To be fair, the new Seamaster does seem to be a lot more wearable. But again, that's something we're going to get into a little bit later in the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next response uh, comes from our friend Mark at DocMacMac on Instagram. And he says, if I convince Kathy, uh, his better half, that this is the official Fifty Shades movie watch, she might let me get it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think this is a cause that we should support. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably start using that hashtag mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on uh, life. Yeah, yeah, you know, when, whenever we put up a photo of the black black, we should probably put Fifty Shades hashtag Fifty Shades Watch. Fifty Shades for Mark and Katie. But, but then, but then it's it's this is the black black and not the gray gray. That's true. Mm. No, 50, but 50 black, shades of black then. Isn't black technically a shade of gray in a way? Technically, yes. Technically, black black is the absence of light. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And grey is supposed to be the slightly absence of light. Like, or slight presence of <laughs> okay, light. Okay, slight slight presence right? of light. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like grey to me trends from everything from just short of absolute white to just short of absolute black. Mm-hmm. And the new watch is in Vanta Black, so <laughs> I guess it's grey, kinda. Uh yeah, but we we can we can talk more about that later because again we have a lot to say about the black black. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our friend, 
this 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 guy on the podcast right here with us now, Vincent. I don't know why you said this. You said this is Sparta, <laughs> and then like a fire emoji. Why yo, did you say that, Vincent? Yo, mate, that's that's not this Vincent. That's the other Vincent. I thought you're the other what? Vincent. No, no, no. What other you're Vincent? The other. No, 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 no. Big boy, listen here, big boy. <laughs> this is the Vincent, and that's the other Vincent. But okay, he's from Melbourne and you're from Melbourne. No, right? both of us are from and Malaysia. You both, you both had the same address. <laughs> okay, yeah. So both of you are from Malaysia. Both of you went, went to, to Melbourne. Melbourne. Yes. Both of you had the same address. Yes. You're both named Vincent, and you're trying to tell me that you're different people. We this have, is your yeah, burner. Sorry, bro. We, we, not, we have different look, surnames. Okay. No, this okay, is Marsh, This is your burner yeah. account, right, Vincent? You're the legal expert here, Marshall. What do you think? Is there a legal argument to this? Yeah. This is. This is. Are you an imposter? Right, you see, identity theft is something is going on. I right request now. for another lawyer. <laughs> no, you don't have a right to one. Ooh. Ooh okay. Right. okay Not like you have one in, to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's Vincent. I, I think we can just skip over Vincent. Yeah. Oh, God. Come on, do try try harder next time. Yeah. Okay, no. okay. <laughs> oh, you just admit it to it. Yeah, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll run with that. Uh, uh, I'll just I'll just follow I'll just follow suit, okay. Nice. So uh the next uh response comes from our friend Martin. And he says I kinda like it. Winky emoji. Hmm. That's a um, that's a cheeky response, Martin. Yes, yeah, a bit of a cheeky response, Martin. But we'll decide. Well, we'll, when we'll address who who this Martin is a bit yeah, later as well. To be fair, we kinda like it as well. So yeah. yeah. Uh then we move on to a bit of the more Serious answers, but still a little bit, mm, we'll see. So this comes from our friend Socks and Watches on Instagram, and he says, I love the Bronze Gold 300, like really love it, like want to get down on all fours and bark. So, man, that, that is some enthusiasm. That's a level of enthusiasm that I don't know if we can match. I mean, uh, but I mean, if that's your kink, like, go for it. Like, yeah, like and... what I'm imagining right now is just like with the Instagram handle, socks and watches. So probably like wearing two, like a pair of socks and two watches and go on all fours. <laughs> and, 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 that, and that's yes. the new bronze gold. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> oh man, that's quite an image. Uh, it's a good thing I didn't say his real name out loud because uh. I don't know if he wants to be identified. But yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope you're happy with your response. <laughs> And our interpretation of it. Uh, the next one comes from our friend Mike. Uh, I think he writes and reviews about uh, watches and stuff for a couple of sites as well. And he says, super cool and super dumb. And again, I think this is probably in response to Black Black because mm -hmm. it is super cool. It really mm -hmm. is. It's like, if you're going to talk about stealthy, sort of like stealth looking watch or like something that's really sleek. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the Black Black is definitely way up there. But as a watch that falls into the line of being the Seamaster Divers 300 meters, um, being all black professional doesn't really give you much legibility. So no, we'll, we'll in get into more see, of that as well. We'll get yes. into more of that for sure. But yeah, I, I can see what he yeah. means because I yeah. don't think this is the first watch that um, Jacques Cousteau would choose to go diving. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah... Nah, yeah. but to be fair, he's got the rest of the line there, so mm -hmm. he can go for those. Um, our friend Ben at Canadian Watch Guy says, love the new Seamaster 300, but I wish they had a version with non-patinated loom. So I want to know what you guys think about this. What, what do you guys think of the Fortina and the new Seamaster 300? 
I, I like that's I like Fotina. Fine. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, do you wish the there was a goal. agreed on the bronze goal? I think it really fits. But do you wish there was mm-hmm. a normal non patina version? It's a bit hard to judge. I think uh... we have to really look at the watch. Mm-hmm. You know, like in person to really. I don't know, but the way I look at it, it's when you use vintage patina loom, it's a matter of like whether it's too much or not. Mm. You know, so some some watches like, I mean, from the pictures, they look really really nice, and then yep. it's so much. It's like a different, it's like a totally different watch when you look at it like in person. So I'm mm-hmm. just hoping that, you know, the Seamaster uh, got it right. But I think from the pictures, it looks pretty appropriate, right? Because at the end yeah. of the day, yeah. the entire collection is just. This is very vintage inspired, yeah. um, you know, aesthetic. So mm-hmm. I think I think it's I think it's appropriate. Yeah, it's yeah. just my personal opinion, though. And mm-hmm. I like the fact that they also color match the loom mm-hmm. because the bezel is now fully loomed. Yeah. So they've color yeah. matched the be- the loom on the bezel with the loom on the dial. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say that I would be very interested in a version with normal loom, like just non-patina yeah. room because mm. yeah. I think that would be cool as well. Yeah, that would look really sick as well. Um, yeah, so I, I can see where he's coming from. Mannequin mm. Omega edition. Mm. <laughs> and hey. the next one comes from our friend Mr. Furry at Furry Wrist Abroad. Uh, if you guys don't know him, he's the guy who does all our intros and outros, so you should know him pretty well by now. Yeah. He says, a day removed from the announcements, it's utterly forgettable, to be honest. Um, I think, again, that's something I can understand. I mean, the new releases are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But as we'll probably discuss later in the podcast, this, there's, no, like, there's nothing revolutionary yeah. from these new launches. It's, it's a lot of iteration and evolution upon a formula that already works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for something that's totally distinct, totally new, then yeah. Un- unfortunately, this year's releases are not for you. At least not yet. Mm-hmm. We don't know what else they may have in store. So, uh, our next response comes from Time with Pop, and he says, The all-black Seamaster reminds me of a swatch, and I can't decide if that's good or bad. And that's interesting, because I do have a swatch yes. that's on my wrist. Yes. That does remind me of the Seamaster Black Black. Except it's and a great gray. Yeah, it's a great gray. <laughs> and as we've mentioned before, since everything's a shade of gray, so yeah. You can say it's the same lineage, plus it's the same swatch plus, group. Yeah, exactly. It's a swatch group, mm-hmm. so, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's basically the same watch. <laughs> yeah. Except, like, you know, totally different. But otherwise the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and our last uh, response comes from Jake. Mm-hmm. I think this one's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. He says, all around tasteful and fun, but disappointed that there aren't more limited editions oh. <laughs> well jake that's a very good reason for that which we will also get into a bit later yes. on yes so so i i do apologize that we're kind of like teasing you and we keep saying that we're going to explore more on this because uh well we explored all of this during the course of the event so we have a lot to talk about today so let's get cracking john what, what what's next so our breaking news segment is well, not exactly breaking because this happened last week. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just how things happen on the Casey and John John show slash John John and Matic. So you take what you can get. We were invited to attend Omega's launch event. Yes. Which is Yay. incredible. We, Team Matic, we were invited. Yes. You know, 
amongst our esteemed colleagues such as Hodinki Japan, <laughs> Rob Report, yeah, Rob Report, um, and multiple other multiple publications others, around the world. Yes, yeah, we were one of them. We were one. Um, we were there. Yes. So, Marshall, would you like to tell our listeners how one could be on such a event? Well, honestly, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> it was pretty random, right? That's like, a good start. Yeah, I mean, to be in the same space as as these people is just mind mind blowing. Because you know, we we started off as a small little blog. Um, yeah, we didn't really expect it to be. We didn't expect to come to this point, and uh, really, uh, we really have to thank. Um, we really have Michelle and Martin from Omega Malaysia to uh, to thank. Um, they really took care of us, and uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing to um, actually had an opportunity to speak to uh, such uh, prominent people in uh, in the watch space. So yeah, it was really it was actually really interesting, like the way virtual events are being held these days. I myself, I crave um, no, I miss going for uh, going for physical events, but mm-hmm. this one is is definitely on the top for me. Um, they really took care of us from the start to the very end. It was so organized and it was pretty chill, you know. So uh, thank you to Michelle and Martin. Thank you so much for having us on the, you know, for the event. So, yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, you you brought up a good... Actually, no, Casey brought up a good point um, due to... Yes, I always do. Due to, like, <laughs> when, when we were invited to all of this and basically, like, because of the pandemic... And everything's basically done online now. You know, more people could be brought in on board into you know joining yeah, yeah. on into these these launch, yeah, um, this, what press releases. This is, this is Omega's first time doing a doing an event yeah. like this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's kind of cool that we were there for their first inaugural <laughs> online watch launch. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that, that was that was definitely a lot of fun. But yeah, like I mean, like Marsh said, you know, yeah. like we were basically in a Zoom room with a bunch of you know actual journalists. Yeah, and uh, we got the op- yeah we 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 were there like we we stuck out like sore thumbs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to be honest, and, and, yeah. And like our friend Masa, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, from Hodiki Japan. Yeah. Uh, he he said he was like busy typing out notes when he heard a familiar voice and looked up and like lo and behold it's Casey and John John <laughs> <laughs> and yeah he he texted was like oh bro I was so surprised to see you there and it's I was like, like yes yeah. we're surprised to see you too surprised to be there <laughs> but yeah it was so much fun uh, it was definitely great we'll get more into it but but Vincent what do you think man like how how do you enjoy the whole thing. Um, uh, this is going to be my second um, virtual online release that, that I've attended. And I've, flex. I have never have been... No, that's not a flex because I have never been or to a physical one before. Huh? Not a flex, yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so this is definitely some some really good experience for me. Especially like, uh, like Marshall said, we were like a... We were a small small block and right now we are up at the same level 
Nowhere no, 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 I wouldn't. Not really, I wouldn't go. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as to say that we're well, just like, yeah, oh, okay, we just wandered we just, our way into these yeah, events. Yeah, we just wandered our way into the same space as the big boys out there. I was, yeah. I was about to like give credit to like, you know, Marshall and also. No, 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 I wouldn't want to take it. <laughs> not, not on the same level, but we were in the same. Yeah, we were just in the, in same, the same room. room. For something. Okay, fair that enough. counts for something. Yeah, you come so, back down onto us. So we, we, were, <laughs> we were with the big, big boys, ah, yes, or fine. so to say, big mans, and we are just like small boys in the room. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. uh, yeah. It's a, it's quite an experience. Like, especially we get to like uh, ask questions to John Claude and others as well, mm. and mm. more on that later. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and only hope that this would be the start of. Not to start, but this has happened many times before. We go for events, and then the other journalists who are actually like real, actual journalists, they're like, "What are you doing here? What are you doing here? You're not a like, I don't know. I just got invited. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here for the free food, and uh, yeah, I'll just chat to some people. And so I hope you know this. We will have this streak continuing, you know, from mm-hmm. here on, and uh, yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's it's the sixth year of the blog, right? Yeah, March? 2015 was yeah, our our birth year, I would say. We we it's it's a good milestone, and uh, we've got a couple more milestones coming up as well. Mm. So stay tuned for that. Shadowing. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's that was pretty fun. Uh, but, but basically, like the the whole experience of it was like we had a we had a launch video that mm-hmm. was obviously pre-recorded by. Um, people at Omega um, and then that followed with an interview with uh, Jean-Claude Monacham and mm-hmm. Gregory Kisling and they are product um, product development yeah, manager product development. Like, yeah Jean-Claude is like VP and head of product development yeah. and Gregory and is uh, product manager. head of product management yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then also we managed to speak to Renaud Ashliman yes. after that so that was a lot of fun. Uh, and Whom if you don't know, is the uh, CEO and president of Omega. Mm. Yeah. And, and one, one very interesting thing was, I mean, we watched the video because um, the, the video was mostly presented by Reynald, uh, Jean-Claude and Gregory. Yeah. Uh, with an appearance by Petros, as well as George Clooney. Uh, and then mm-hmm. just like immediately after that, that video ended, not immediately, but I mean, after the video ended, we regrouped and then we went for the questions I mean, we went for that sort of like virtual meeting with them. Yeah. And they were basically like in the same room, right? Where yeah. they were talking about all the watches. So yeah. it was like, it was like a continuity yeah. from the video. Yeah. So yeah. that was pretty cool as well. Yeah. 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 Because I think, you know, for, uh, I've had, I've, I've, I've attended a few virtual events. They just don't have that flex. flow. Flex. Virtual events, man. I literally sit behind my computer. <laughs> you just, I wouldn't name which brands, but they just, I just don't feel like it's as engaging as the one we had with Omega yeah. last week. Oh, yeah. So yeah, for, for that, sure. I really, um, I'm actually really impressed with the way they handle it and they plan the entire thing so well, you know. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I think one of the most interesting things was we, we were talking about how we were in the same room um, with actual mm. journalists mm-hmm. and uh, we were grouped with I think for Jean-Claude and Gregory we were grouped with uh, Japan and Korea, Korea yes right Japan Korea Malaysia yeah. and then f- uh, with Reynold it was Japan Malaysia yeah yep and the weirdest thing was it was it reminded me so much of being back in school <laughs> or like in university where like the lecturer walks in and says like anyone have any questions and everyone just like um, yeah, looks yeah, down no. 
avoids eye contact <laughs> and just like sheepishly keeps quiet. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, despite the fact that it was supposed to be, you know, a question and answer session. Mm-hmm. So, who, so who was the person who broke the silence and introduced oh, the first none, question? None yeah. other than our in-house drum Shameless. 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 Utterly shameless. <laughs> <laughs> Me, what's up, guys? Yay. So, yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, right, it was pretty cringy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right, because uh, Jean-Claude, I remember, was there and was like, come on, guys, do you have any questions? And it was literally silent for, like, Two minutes, I would think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it felt like and two minutes, but it was like it was like a long. It was long enough to be awkward. It, yeah, it's like it's because. it's like a it's like a five minutes within a thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's what it felt like, right? Yeah, and and it was like he was like, "Come on, I'm like he's there to to get questions, and nobody's asking anything." So I'm like, "Oh, what the hell? I'm just gonna ask a question." Mm-hmm. So I did, but um. Jean-Claude and Gregory got pretty technical, I think, with their answers, mm. and they're all release-related, so uh, maybe we can, we, we'll run through the questions that we asked them, including our friend Vincent's legendary question, yeah. mm-hmm. which we'll get into in a little bit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and, and then the same thing happened when we spoke to Reynald as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yes. the exact same thing again. And he's there, he's like, he's got his arms wide open. He's like, welcome everyone. And he's like, well, do you guys have any questions to ask? And then he's just like, silent. <laughs> it's kind of surprising, isn't I mean, it? Because they're all a, like, he was very journalists. welcoming as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sorry, like Reynald was a very, was a very welcoming figure yeah. as well. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, yeah. I think and there was someone who had like technical issues. There was like some noise. And, and John like, had a great interaction as a result. As one of the only two people who wasn't muted for some reason, but I wasn't saying anything. I was very much at home. Some guy was like at a bar, it sound, or at least it sounded like a bar to um, yeah. Reynald. You could hear glasses and people talking in the just background. Like but but Reynald was like, is it Jonathan? <laughs> and I'm like, nah, no. <laughs> and I remember Jonathan being like, no, I'm definitely not at a bar. <laughs> which, is what you would exa- which is what you would say when you're at a bar. <laughs> well, that's true. No. A likely story. <laughs> you wish you were but, at a bar. <laughs> but uh, like once again, um, it was our Casey who broke the silence. It's mm-hmm. me again. Yeah. And what did you ask? Because, because Mr. you know, I, b- before, before that, I'm going to make excuses for my shamelessness. And it's because it's a question and answer session with the president and CEO of Omega. And that's not an opportunity that comes very often. Um, so, you know, you've got half an hour. Yeah. People are sitting around yeah. twiddling their thumbs. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to try and ask a question. So, um, the first question was an interesting one because I was asking which of Omega's collections um, does he feel is underrated? Like as far as the general watch buying public is concerned, as far as watch media is concerned, is there any collection in their collection that (laughs) is, you know, not as um, widely appreciated as he would want it to be? But somehow that question sort of got a little bit misunderstood along the way and it became an answer about limited editions and yeah yeah he was he was talking about how they were trying to streamline the collection um not have so many different models so many different model lines so many different variations and then eventually he went into you know limited editions and how um he actually said like you know in the past they've actually done too many 
uh, limited editions, mm-hmm. which was, you know, an answer to Jake's question. Yeah. Because he was mm-hmm. saying um, there were not enough limited yeah. editions. I mean, you're disappointed and this is the reason why. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the reason why is Reynold. Um, sponsor is Reynold. But yeah, <laughs> so um, he he actually mentioned, you know, that um, they're, they're trying to be more focused and more um, dynamic, I guess, with their product lineup. And yeah, it, it was a very frank and informative mm-hmm. answer. To mm-hmm. a question I did not ask, but I was very glad to get that yeah. answer anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like an elaboration upon it, an elaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's he's so good at yeah. He's a that. he's a great person to talk to because like yeah, you you sure. do you do learn more about like the inner workings of the decisions that are being made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then I think uh, Marshall followed up. So, thematic represent. Because mm. uh, I was the first, I think Marshall asked the next question, mm-hmm. and yeah, Marshall, what did you ask? Mm, I asked Renault about you know since since Omega has been around for some time and they have the Speedmaster, which is probably one of the no, actually one of the most iconic and most influential watches of our generation. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that watch was celebrated for such a long time ago, and my question to him was, how do you keep that spirit relevant and alive and in a contemporary context, like in today's world, like we mm-hmm. never experienced the, the whole thing with, you know, uh, astronauts going to the moon and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. how do you, how do you retain and, and continue to make that, that excitement, that, that emotion, you know, relevant? So he didn't actually answer my question either. I think he went along, he went a bit off tension <laughs> and ended up with something similar to what you are, what, you know, the answer to your question yeah um, yeah yeah he did say that this yeah you know it's just too many uh limited editions like what we uh you know like what we discussed and then uh, they just wanted yeah. to focus on a few things from that one which is great so, you know it's a great answer at the end of the day mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still and, and yeah some, somehow he also sort of came out like team Manic was just asking about limited editions <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then we became like sort of a scapegoat <laughs> but you know what yeah, questions and- like these are great because it really challenges um uh, you know the the mind, the mastermind behind it, the entire brand, and and it, you know we don't get this sort of opportunity to pick pick his brain. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's a good thing that he made that sort of omission. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Omega um, enthusiasts, you know, it's I think you can safely rejoice <laughs> in the new yeah. direction. I think we should also mention that I mean all the answers that we're giving right now we're sort of paraphrasing them we're not quoting them because um, we weren't given any transcripts so we asked Michelle from Omega Malaysia like um, what's different why there are no transcripts this time around and it was actually really cool because this time uh, previously what they would do is they would get pre-submitted questions which Mm -hmm. they would then answer Mm -hmm. Um, but this time Every, basically, it was it was just spontaneous. Like whatever you wanted to ask in that spur of the moment, mm-hmm. you could, yep. and then he would answer. So because of that, there were no transcripts. So we're sort of paraphrasing here, but we also we, we also weren't allowed to record. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're not allowed to take a recording. Of yeah, it. but uh, we we are trying our best to be as accurate as possible, yeah. mm-hmm. as far as um what, as far as the the answers that we received were. Yeah, and you know, like Marsh, uh, he also mentioned, you know, right, I think right at the end of his answer to mm. your question, mm. um, about how iconic watches aren't built yeah. in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good and, and he was saying, um, you know, you can't just wake up one day and be like, okay, you know what, today we're going to release an iconic watch because that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, you you really have to release a watch that has a connection with us collectors 
and you know everyone around and then that's how it builds its reputation to become iconic mm -hmm. and coming from the guy who is in charge of Omega obviously a very historic brand with a lot of heritage um, it 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 means a lot I think to hear him say that to know that you know like that sort of heritage is going to be well taken care mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. yeah 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 and um, I think I asked him the last question. And this one is actually a shout out to Will uh, at WatchClicker because he was asking me to ask this. It was, it was, a, it was a very sneaky, like, I'm, I'm, taking, yeah. a lot, I'm taking a last question. It's about to go and then, and then Casey. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> I was like, hoping to avoid slides this Slides under the closing <laughs> door. Yeah, he, he, he had his arms up again to say goodbye. And I was like, can I ask one more question? Just a simple one, please. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you know me now. Um, even a simple question is going to get you a really long answer. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I asked him um, a question that's been, I think, on every Speedmaster enthusiast's mind. And that is, is the Speedmaster ever going to have an adjustable clasp? And like immediately upon hearing that question, he just started laughing. And uh, it was actually very interesting because he said that he's been listening to collectors and enthusiasts uh, they have been taking all this feedback. Uh, he has noted that we as enthusiasts care a lot about this, even though it's a small detail. Mm -hmm. uh, but he said basically that for the new Speedmaster, the one with the 3.8 caliber series, uh, they have made a new bracelet, as you guys probably know, and a new clasp, and it was all ready. But the adjustable mechanism was still in development, and he didn't want to delay the launch, so... It's out as it's out the way it is right now. So unfortunately for all you Speedmaster enthusiasts and Will, um, there is no adjustable clasp coming. Probably not soon, mm -hmm. but he did say that eventually we're gonna get there. Yeah. So sit tight, boys. We'll get there. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Okay. okay. Now that we've covered all of that, <laughs> we should jump straight into. Uh... The main topic, which is Omega's releases. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we were just mostly talking about us. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're pretty important. Mm -hmm. um, True. But, you know, in, in, this context, now. in this context, we're not, it's not everything. Um, so in no particular order at all. <laughs> so we go for number one. Yeah, why not we start off with the most, um, the one that's getting the, all the headlines. Yeah, which is the, 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 the flagship. The new Seamaster uh, lineup. Um, yeah, they have three very interesting uh, variants this time around. Mm -hmm. uh, with the, uh, the bronze gold variant headlining the entire collection. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, what do you guys think? Like first, first impressions, then we jump into the details. I think it's a cool evolution of the previous watch. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'd um, say it's simplified, simplified almost. Um, mm -hmm. Really taking on more vintage cues. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I believe they did say that they basically went through the archives and um, mm -hmm. try to make a more faithful representation of the watches from the 1950s to the 1960s mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and um so, so that's that's why we have like all the 14 uh, 14 at paint mm -hmm. uh 
The sandwich dial as well, the lollipop pen, the second hand. Yeah. And the dial text that's now moved to the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, no more um, what coaxial master chronometer on the front. It's all in the case back, now, mm-hmm. which which really cleans up the dial. Yeah. I think. yeah. And in terms of proportions, I think it's this, this generation is much thinner than the last one, right? Um, they, re- they reworked the, the sapphire, uh, sapphire glass and uh, yeah. Yeah. the geometry of the case as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think a new movement, a, new caliber. A new, yeah. Mm. If I remember right, I think the total thickness is almost the same, but because of the like domed sapphire, mm, the yeah. actual like case of the watch is mm-hmm. thinner. Mm-hmm. So that will probably affect the way it wears. And I think they also said they changed some of the geometry of the case to make it a little bit more curvy yeah. and a little bit more slim looking. Yeah. So yeah, um, it is a very cool blend though of like vintage and modern. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know, mm. it's it's got that new movement, mm-hmm. uh, the master chronometer caliber eight nine one two, that was previously on the Ploprof. Yeah, and um, it's got the so basically you've got a watch that looks pretty vintage from the dial side, mm-hmm. but as soon as you flip it over, you just see like one of the one off, if not the highest tech um, mechanical movements on the market today. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And yeah. I so that, yeah, mm, yeah. And I think the the one of the highlight for the Seamaster three hundred is the materials that they use for the case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's called it's the new alloy called the bronze gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a mixture of a quite some stuff. Definitely. Uh, it's it's half of copper, fifty percent of copper, and thirty seven point five percent of gold, and mm-hmm along with uh, silver that's gonna make it much more shinier and mm-hmm. then as well as palladium and gallium yep for yep. for stability right what was it i think yeah. it was like something like mm. palladium was for the um, corrosion resistance ah, yes. and uh, patina resistance yeah. and then um, gallium was for the um what it, what's the word um machinability okay I think mm-hmm. the gold the gold was also a bit for the corrosion resistance yeah. i believe mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh because because there's what 37.5% gold it's also considered a Hallmark 9k gold 9K. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, um, yeah but it is it is a brown, a bronze alloy and once again another alloy that is specific to omega mm-hmm. yeah um sitting somewhere between was it moonshine and setna yeah 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 the inspiration was pretty uh you know the inspiration part was pretty interesting as well the mm-hmm. um that petros told us about right yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it was yeah. In, they were inspired by the ancient greece's uh Corinthian bronze mm-hmm. right and then the whole point of having this alloy um is so they can actually um you know you know like having bronze watches uh conventional bronze material on the case would promote um uh, the built up of verdigris, which is that green residue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an acquired taste. I think some people like it, some people don't, and uh, and 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 also, you know, there's no, there's very little control. You know, usually, I mean, there's little, very little control you you would have over the patination process. Mm-hmm. So I think having um, this blend uh, of of, um, I mean, this this alloy itself would actually promote a more uh, controlled patination process so mm-hmm. uh, i think omega had also assured us that you know the the bronze gold would age quite nicely and retain mm-hmm. its mm-hmm. vibrant shade over time 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll, you know, have a, eventually develop a more natural and, and beautiful looking patina. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that's actually quite um, something that I look forward to, uh, to see. Because I'm actually quite curious, uh, you know, the biggest difference between a uh, bronze and bronze yeah. gold. So mm-hmm. a very yeah. interesting trade of the, the case, actually. Yeah. So uh, Martin and Michelle, if you're if you're listening, mm. long term review. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let us witness this patina for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. long term like, wear report. Thirty years, yeah, like three hundred sixty-five <laughs> days times three. because ah. <laughs> if I remember right, I think they said that um, the whole case is gonna get patina evenly yeah. mm-hmm. rather than you know in patches that you sort of get with bronze yeah. watches depending yep. on which parts have contact and which parts don't yeah. and um, it's also not going to get that green verdigree like you mentioned mm-hmm. and it's supposed to just sort of darken in tone mm-hmm. over time so mm-hmm. that, that does sound very appealing and yep. very cool yep. and I think also because um, the way that the material is made I mean the way this alloy is made uh, it's not very reactive so I think the whole watch is made out of this material including the case back because yeah. mm-hmm. there's no risk of like you know anything happening where it contacts your skin yep. yeah so yeah, yeah that, that was, that's pretty cool as well but something about the something. dial because the dial wasn't made from the oh, same yeah. material yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the dial is regular bronze yeah. right yeah because um, I think Jean-Claude did mention that um they use this particular, I mean, they use regular bronzes because they don't actually come in contact with, you know, the, the outer surface of, uh, of the air. So there's really no need to uh, go that far. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. there's, um, there's another reason. I just can't remember. Casey, do you remember? It was... Uh, I th- it's the process, I think, because because um, for this bronze gold Seamaster, mm. the dial is sort of this dark chocolate shade mm, yep. of yep. brown. Yep. And um, I think they said that the, the dial where they use bronze, it goes through this like aging process where they like sort of turn it into this tropicalized yeah. brown. Yeah. And then after that, it's sealed with a layer of uh, protecting, I think it was like uh, lacquer or something. Mm-hmm. And so he said that, you know, they didn't use, I think someone asked like, why didn't you use bronze gold for the dial? Yeah. And he said that because uh, they aged the dial and then the dial sealed and then it's placed inside this like hermetically sealed case. Yeah. It doesn't actually need um, to be bronze gold because it's not at risk of any further oxidation. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, I think one of the point of that is also because it, if I recall correctly, is that it is uh, quite hard or maybe near impossible for them to use the uh, bronze gold onto the dial and create such an effect as well. Yeah. 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 So prim- because they couldn't age mm-hmm. the bronze yes, gold. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, exactly. So bronze gold is a bit more... Uh, you know, it's more stable compared yep. to regular bronze. So yeah, the whole point of this was, uh, the whole point of this was, you know, for aesthetics, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Oh, and since we mentioned materials, there is one more interesting point, which was the aluminum bezel. Mm, yeah, aluminium. Yeah, because the aluminium, because <laughs> the, the previous generation actually had a ceramic bezel. And yeah. so this was one of the interesting parts of being able to do this interview because we were, well, I was able to ask um, <laughs> Jean-Claude directly um, because this was, I think this was the first question I asked, right? Yeah, the very first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this was the icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just basically asked him like, oh, so um, there's an aluminum, aluminum bezel. Aluminium. Aluminium, aluminium bezel mm-hmm. on the new Seamaster 300 when the previous one was a ceramic mm-hmm. bezel 
with uh, liquid metal inlays. So why the change? Why why revert from ceramic back to uh, aluminium? Aluminium or God, you know what? I don't care anymore. The other material, okay? <laughs> and um, they basically said that um, the reason why was firstly they wanted a more vintage appearance, mm-hmm. yep. um, which is also more true to the previous ones. Mm-hmm. Um, although they did say that the first Seamaster was a big like bezel, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is probably one from you know a little bit after the first model when they started having aluminium bezels. And um, the other reason was because uh, they said that for the color matching, like in order to match um, the bezel and the dial mm-hmm. in terms of color and in terms of texture, um, they said that the best way to do it was with aluminium. Mm-hmm. And it's also coated with an oxalic, oxi- oxalic layer. I can't remember exactly what it was, yeah. but it's like um, it's supposed to be 500 vickers uh, of hardness. Uh, which is very close to what liquid metal, uh, the, the hardness of liquid metal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's supposed to be quite robust and scratch resistant as well. Although, again, this is something that we'll, only time will tell. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so um, a long-term review piece would be cool. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks in advance. Thank you in advance. <laughs> uh, a long-term review piece that we would have to bash around to test the durability. Right? <laughs> mm, uh, okay. Um, uh, we, we shall put like Casey's name on top of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll sign the, the no, form. No, you're, you're going to let him have it. What the heck? <laughs> Just, uh, no, actually, the most important thing is you would devalue the watch. Yeah, so that, that, that watch that. is going to have no residual <laughs> mm. value. Let's not do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that, that about covers, I think, the Seamaster yep. 300. Yeah, so yeah. we can move on to the uh, Trezor, the new Trezor. 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 Very uh, interesting category, actually. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah what, what, what's new about the Trezor? So, brand new movement. Mm. And... Um, it is a watch that was designed with its aesthetics in mind. Well, the movement was designed with its aesthetics in mind. Mm-hmm. So like a brand new movement instead of a, a module. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that was the thickness. Like adding yeah. a module on top of an existing movement would have been too thick for a, a dressy watch like the Trezor. Trezor. Because the new Trezor has a small <laughs> seconds and a power resist yes. indicator this time. Yeah. So, which is something totally new, I think. And, to and it's also another line. master chronometer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So an, another thing with that we could have, should have, probably should have mentioned like much earlier is that Omega is also moving to have master chronometers in their entire line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, which yeah, is, so. you know, just another testament to... Uh, the standards that Omega puts itself or holds itself to. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this year's releases were all uh, master chronometers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, every single one, yeah. every single last one, except the strap, which we'll get into. Because, yep. yeah, the strap is not. I would love to see a master chronometer strap. <laughs> <laughs> how, how accurate can it be? And, and the strap's not going to turn your watch into a master chronometer either, sadly. But we'll get more into that a little bit yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, the new new Trezor. What do you think, um, Vincent? Like, what do you think of this new um, new watch? Yes, I think that's the that's one of, my, if not my favorite, of the new 
lineups for mm-hmm. the Um mm-hmm. uh, Mainly it's because for the emphasis on the proportions on the DAO itself. Yeah. Um, uh, because the, as John said, like the Omega, they created new calibers for the Tresor uh, with, mm-hmm. with the new power reserve lineups. And it really, it really emphasized on that balance on the down right. itself. And also, uh, I think they reworked the whole, the whole Tresor itself so that it's thin, although it's with yeah. a box sapphire crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like, it's definitely a, definitely a plus for me, and yeah. uh, for something that's really simple and nice, and it's really hard to beat for a dress watch like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. case case size though. Like I know this is something that a lot of us talk about all the time when it comes mm-hmm. to case proportions. Mm-hmm. I think the tre- the tre- the tresor, uh, <laughs> is it takes the form of a forty millimeter, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um. Uh, I personally, I look by just just by looking at the DAO itself. I think it's uh, gorgeous. Although it's although it's very simple, and for the forty millimeter, it's fine for me. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, I I I feel like it's it's a very wearable size. Um. Again, mm-hmm. though, being a small a small wristed person, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, I feel like thirty eight would have been perfect. Mm. But. 40 probably has more mass appeal i think yeah 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 and i think they're also restricted in terms of the movement because the coaxial caliber is not an easy movement to make smaller Mm. or thin for Mm -hmm. that matter just because purely of how it works like the escapement and everything Mm -hmm. so yeah um i think it's it's honestly a great looking new watch and a great dress watch Mm -hmm. from from omega I can't mm-hmm. wait to see the burgundy variant in person, though. It yeah, the burgundy so dials good. is gorgeous. The burgundy and the blue, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, it looks like there's so much depth to the dial. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, was, I, would say, I would say blue dials are pretty much everywhere, but the burgundy is probably one that you don't see very often. Mm. Mm. Yes. But I think the burgundy only comes in a gold case, yeah. mm. I think. So, unfortunate. Unfortunate for someone like me. I'm not that much into gold, but... Well, I mean, mm. it's something that you were... Uh, I think you were eventually gravitate towards something you know yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> probably we're getting would it, wouldn't be the first <laughs> would it be the last wait you don't have any gold watches john i thought you actually do i do have a gold watch which actually happens to which actually happens to be an omega one ah, yeah. which one is that it's like a very old deville from my grandfather right right oh, right. right 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 but then again this that's, that's is... a 34 mm oh okay, mm, okay. this trestle is actually a is it considered deville um, I remember reading. I think so. It is, right? it it is, is considered. Yeah, 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 it is considered. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, it was a good, um, very good, uh, really, uh, very good lineup. I think for mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you're looking at the future of Omega dressy watches, this is mm-hmm. a very good starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Agreed. Mm. Well, for the the next one, I'll let Vincent take it away. Ah, this is Vincent. <laughs> Vincent's watch. Vincent's all time favorite. <laughs> The legend. Take it away, Vincent. Right. So the next one is gonna be the Seamaster three hundred meters black black. <laughs> yeah. That's the one. Yep. Oh. So, professional black black. Yeah, professional black black. Um uh, so they created this watch uh, in the vein of a 
having the dark side of the moon and also the planet ocean 600 meters uh, called the deep black yep yep and uh with this it's uh it, it came naturally as uh omega mentioned and mm-hmm. i did ask them the legendary not the yeah, the legendary question, the big boy question, <laughs> the biggest boy of all. Yeah. Uh, so I asked John Claude, why is it called the black black? <laughs> and his answer is simply because everything is black. <laughs> Literally, is it black. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't get any simpler than that yes so, thank yeah. you John claude <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean the way he described it was like you know we can't just call it the Seamaster Black because the black dial already exists yeah. mm-hmm. um, yes. but this is black black because like we already have we already have, black. And as Vincent pointed out we already have Dark Side of the Moon we already have uh, Deep Black, deep black. Mm-hmm. yeah um, where else can we go with that I mean honestly when I saw Black Black I thought it was a it was like a mistake. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I thought like, well, is this is this intended or what? You could have called it like darkness, shadow, black. I don't know. You know, we yeah. could have went along somewhere along those lines, but yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the way like Jean Claude answered the question as well, he was like laughing a little bit. Yeah, it's almost a little bit like I think Omega's own product development team sort of did this a little bit tongue in cheek, yeah, a little yeah. bit cheeky sort of a joke. Yeah, I'm calling it the black black, but I mean, if you've if you've looked at the watch, if you've seen the watch, I don't think you can really question the validity of that answer. Yeah. Like it, it makes sense. I mean, you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not quite Vanta Black yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, yet. they they have put in a lot of effort to make it as visible as it is. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We do have a question from a from a guy during the Zoom call as well. Yeah. Uh, to John Claude. Uh, he asked, "How did they actually make the watch much more visible?" So mm-hmm. they answered the an- the answer to that is that uh they do it with different finishings on the mm-hmm. dial itself. So you really got the matte black and also the polish side of things. And yeah. which uh I think it which mentioned that the whole watch itself, except for the movement, is yeah, it's fully made out of ceramic. Yeah, zirconium, yep. yeah, zirconium dioxide. Yeah, zirconic, yeah, zirconium dioxide ceramic. And uh, and also the bezel actually reminds me a lot of the three hundred meters necton, yeah, as well. Yeah, the necton collab. Yeah, yeah, yeah the bezel is extremely cool. I love the finishing of it. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So ba- basically, what you've got on the black black is like a full ceramic case in black, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. a full ceramic bezel, a full ceramic crown, mm-hmm. a full ceramic helium re- uh, release mm-hmm, valve, mm-hmm. a ceramic case back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a ceramic dial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the only things that aren't black ceramic are the rubber strap, yep. mm-hmm. um, the loom. I see the movement as well. The hands and the, the hands movement. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that's pretty much it. And like like you mentioned, you know, Vince, like it, it really was a mix of like trying to contrast between polished finishings and brushed finishings mm-hmm. as well as bead blasted finishings i think they mentioned that it's like a total of five finishes i think mm-hmm. on this uh on the dial side alone mm-hmm. to sort of try and improve um legibility of the watch yep. but 
uh, to answer, you know, like our, our listeners' questions um, regarding the visibility of the mm-hmm. watch, uh, I'm going to guess that it's probably, you know, the visibility is something close to that of the original black um, Cassie Oak. Yeah. Or Royal Pro. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. yeah, I, I'm guessing it's going to probably be somewhere around there. Like it, you can tell yeah. time. It's mm. not super easy. And also, um, in my experience, black colored loom, or in this case, I think they called it, um, what was the name again? Anthracite hmm? uh, black anthracite yeah. luminosa. Yeah. Um, the the glow on those is generally not that great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, yeah. what you're saying so, is, if you're looking for a watch like this that has visibility mm-hmm. or legibility, rather, mm-hmm. just buy the regular professional. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but if you if you're willing to sacrifice that visibility for the sake of coolness, yes. mm-hmm. then this is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think I think uh, it's kind of worth like answering to one of the questions like the responses that we got from Mm -hmm. um, Mike's got watches yeah he talks about like uh, he says that it's super cool and super dumb at the same time Uh, which I think this watch is just like probably a sneaker release for the Omega fanboys yeah yeah you know it's like it's not gonna be like the most uh, legible product in the world that Mm -hmm. you're, you're gonna bring it to diving but more or less like something for your collection like let's say you have the normal uh stainless steel seamaster and then you mm-hmm. want something that's with extra wow factor then this can be it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and having seen the dark side of the moon in person it looks super cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can't tell time yeah. <laughs> very well <laughs> not very useful as a chronograph mm-hmm. but boy it looks cool yes. yeah Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think it's probably you know more of the same here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what'd be cool if they did like a black tressor, <laughs> all black. A Fanta black. Oh, yeah. that would that would be interesting. Honestly, though. that would be really nice. Yeah, um, yeah. It would be, be a really cool addition to uh, to what they have right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. and on a dress watch, I guess legibility doesn't matter as yeah. much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So yeah, shout out Omega. I hope you uh, yeah. take this into account. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah. New product idea for you guys. So, uh, another, also, Omega, yeah. another Omega and Matic. I know. I know you said you know fewer limited edition models, but, but this one is a must have. <laughs> limited production, not limited edition. Uh, yeah, there's a difference. Mm. There's a difference. Just like the Snoopy, sure. right? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Okay, I and guess we are. Up. Yeah, let's uh, go to Casey's favorite yeah. oh, release yeah. of the year. My favorite release of the year is the new Moonwatch Master Chronometer Velcro. Oh wait, no, no, sorry, no, no Master Chronometer for this one. Um, it's, it's just the new Moonwatch Velcro straps. Uh, so yeah, this this is sort of like in vain of the um, original uh, Velcro straps that were worn by the astronauts when they went to the moon, as well as for the other space missions. Um, I have one of my own, not the original, mm-hmm. but um, from Gas Gas Bones, our friend Carl. Shout out, Carl. And yeah, so it's sort of made in that vein, but there are some differences. So the first thing is it's not a single piece pass-through strap. It's a two-piece strap. So you lose some of that original factor uh, as well as the like uh, security against a spring bar loss, but it does help it wear a lot 
easier on the wrist, I think, because mm-hmm. it, it reduces that sort of like thick material yeah. that you get under the watch. Uh, it's got the NASA meatball logo mm-hmm. at uh, the six o'clock end of it, which is super cool. Like as soon as I saw that, I was just like, yeah, I'm getting one. Um, and then uh, the rest of it is just like a standard Velcro strap with the word Speedmaster Moonwatch mm-hmm. on it. So it's going to be made in 20 millimeters. Um, yeah, and it's going to be available soon. So, you know, as an as a fanboy of the Moonwatch, I'm not even going to deny that. Like, just a full-on fanboy. Yeah, I mean, we you don't you can't see Everybody this on, you can't see this on video, but there's a poster <laughs> of uh, the Moonwatches on Casey's wall. Mm-hmm. The the 60th anniversary poster. Yeah. that I, got. I bet you put it on there on on purpose so we not could see it through. <laughs> It's, it's been there for <laughs> two years and and Renault noticed as well he spotted it yes yeah he spotted it so uh i did ask um jean-claude you know because uh i have a small wrist mm-hmm. and a lot of um, our fellow collectors do as well so i did ask if this strap is going to be a one-size-fits-all sort of deal which is generally bad news for me or if it's going to be available in different sizes. So he actually said that they w- um, the first release is going to be this regular length um, strap, but they will eventually be releasing um, straps like this in short and extra long lengths. So Speedmaster enthusiasts everywhere, keep your eyes out, keep your eyes open, keep, and, and keep your, your ears out. out as well. Keep your wallets and credit cards out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be a size that fits yeah. you uh, sooner or later. Rejoice. Yeah. Rejoice. Oh, and I also should mention that the strap comes in three colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the One in black, which sort of reflects the original straps. Mm-hmm. One in white. Uh, a shout out to the Alaska project that John <laughs> does not have. And then uh, one more in silver, which is uh, sort of a callback to the or pre- uh, lunar missions uh, involving, you know, the Mercury missions and all that, where their spacesuits were silver. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool. You've got different options and different sizes to pick from. So which color would you get, KC? I'm leaning towards silver, okay. but I do want to see it in person mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it's between all, silver actually. and white. Since, since you are uh, a strap whore, mm-hmm. you just get As all established. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I could, but um, I already have the black. Um, one from Gas Gas Bones. Well, then so I'm happy with that one. Mm-hmm. So I'll get the white and silver, yes. maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I think we should get one for our Evermatics as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it would fit because it's 20. Yeah, it's 20. Yeah. Yeah. 20, we'll millimeter, see, we'll 20 millimeters. Just so. for the oh. sake of it. <laughs> well, I'd like to remind Omega that they, they have a, a line called the Omega Speedmaster unprofessional or automatic <laughs> um, those are those are 18 mm lugs and you can make you know some velcro straps for that as well or you can cut the sides you know that would be or fantastic John, you could just buy the alaska project yeah do that yeah i guess so what <laughs> wait you've been looking at the alaska project or i've been looking at the alaska project for like eight a decade so what's so what's holding you back years. i don't know availability right okay anyway Fair. and also having a watch with the same movement as my watch i guess yeah <laughs> <laughs> direct line of heritage <sighs> but yeah so um our last uh release uh john you can tell us last more but about not this least. one um last but not least for sure of course we're saving the last uh, the, the best, best for last for our 
our ladies' watches. Um, so there are new Aquateras and new constellations, all of which are 34 mm um, mm-hmm. available in mostly precious metal, except for I think one one of the Aquateras in steel and Setna gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think a steel one for the constellation as well. I think. Yep. Yeah, in blue dial or something. Right? Yeah, no, I think I think there was I think there was white there was white gold and Setna gold. Oh, I remember correctly, yes. Maybe, maybe it was two tone then, because yeah. I remember there no, was there one. Was definitely one that was in two tone, but I think oh, really? that was yeah. in white gold, and Setna gold. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Once again, uh, and also I would say somewhat surprisingly for especially a women's collection, um, they tend to mostly be in quartz. Quartz. Mm-hmm. Quartz. <laughs> but, but with um, but with Omega's push for mass chronometers and all of their movements, mm-hmm. these watches are fitted with brand new mass chronometers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is very which cool. is very very yeah. cool. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, on the dial, as you would expect from from watches that are designed with the with with the with the female collectors in mind, um, a lot of color gems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I guess pearl, mother of pearls. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I mean, this is a topic we've covered with Sophie a couple of episodes mm. ago. Yeah. Um, if you guys haven't heard that, do go and check it out. Um, one of our better episodes for sure, mm-hmm. uh, where we discuss you know all this sort of like female uh, ladies' watch collections, ladies' watch mm-hmm. collectors, um, and what their preferences are versus you know what the market is releasing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but you know as as we mentioned i i showed this watch to denise and she wasn't a fan yeah she said it's way too blingy for her yeah but at the same time you know like i there like sophie mentioned there is a market for this out there yeah. and the reason why watch companies keep doing this this sort of cliche of smaller watches smaller men's watches in gold with jewels on it yeah. and bright colors is because they sell mm-hmm is because there's a market for it. So, um, yeah, uh, there probably is a bit of a disconnect between what um, enthusiasts want and what the watch companies are actually releasing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hopefully we'll start to see that gap close mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. I hope there's something yeah. for the female enthusiasts, you know what I mean? Like, not, yeah. all, um, not all ladies would actually like this sort of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and in fact, like, I have a lot of my female friends who are into watches, they buy men's watches, you know. So yeah. I was hoping, like yeah. you said, you know, maybe, um, hopefully in the near future they will close this this gap eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got to be something for everyone out there. So um, yeah, yeah. Because I think a 34 millimeter Aquaterra in one of their you know current um silver dials, blue dials, mm-hmm. yeah, um, with the same sort of dial configuration with blue, yeah, I mean, no jewels yeah. in stainless steel. I think a lot of um, female uh, enthusiasts would love that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and sure. and male as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like me. I, I wouldn't mind a 34 <laughs> yeah. if it fit well. Yeah, yeah. likewise, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth to mention that the constellation, uh, the new constellation actually come with a new movement that is with small seconds. And yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, I, I, think they, I think they did a petite seconds before, which is actually a master chronometer as well, co-actual mm-hmm. movement in a 27 yeah. millimeter diameter mm-hmm. so that's nice. really impressive and mm-hmm. uh with the new small seconds as well it's also a coaxial master chronometer yeah uh, certified nice. as well and uh it i think personally i do 
because I own a constellation that is like passed down from my dad and uh, I mean my grandfather yeah mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's quartz um, uh, yeah. for me I think I would really appreciate it if they come up with one with stainless steel without um, so much of blinging going on on yeah. the dial side of things yeah I'll yeah I'll just I'll definitely buy it in a, in a well, it's, well I mean it's the constellation yeah something has to bling <laughs> <laughs> right like you won't you know, I mean no I completely understand where you're coming from man mm-hmm. I mean I've seen you wearing your vintage constellation and and constellations um, um from from that era they look mm. they look pretty nice you know the simplicity is something yeah. to really uh mm-hmm. you know, can really appreciate mm-hmm. um but yeah I think I think it's also like uh, we do appreciate like how like Omega can actually go further into the lineage of constellation because it's it I, I guess it's like a starting point where Omega uh, search for the this chronometry in all yep. of their movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it mm-hmm. all started from the constellation itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. So I think it can be a really good direction for the female enthusiasts and male fan enthusiasts as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Though I would say that the modern successor to those original constellations is the Globemaster. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coincidentally, one of the watches uh, in their collection that I think is vastly underrated yeah. and underappreciated. Yep, 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, boys, uh, that's pretty much all we have to say on this. But uh, what do you guys think overall? You know, like what, what, what do you guys think of the release overall, the, the launch and the event overall? Like, yeah, what do you guys think? Hmm. I think it's really like early on we just we did say like it's very engaging yeah um, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the with the part where we they don't take in like questions mm-hmm. beforehand and it, and then yep. they just answer yep. it it makes it much more engaging and much mm-hmm. more personal as well yeah. with it's all, very organic yes exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely appreciate it yeah the part of it yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll say what are you Marsh oh. Yeah, sorry, John. No, no, Marshall, please go ahead first. No, I mean, like what Vincent said and what I uh, said earlier, this is definitely a very refreshing experience because virtual, you know, at the age of the pandemic, we were just like stuck at home yeah. and, and so many, um, we take so many Zoom calls and conference calls on, on, on the computer. So I know at first I didn't have much, expect, like didn't really expect much to yeah. come out of this, but to be honest, I had a lot of fun, you know, just being uh, engaged in that conversation mm. with uh, the, the guys at Omega. So... Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same lines with you, uh, Marshall, where like, I guess I was a bit skeptical, like how yeah. how would this, like, like a, a press yeah. release of, uh, how would it work virtually? And mm-hmm. mm, I guess, I guess having, having knowledgeable people like, like Jean-Claude, Gregory, and especially Reynold, um, there to, to be able to answer all our questions um, in a thoroughly succinct manner. I think that's yeah. those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. those very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to be wined and dined as well, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, we take what we can get in in these in these unprecedented times, right? Yeah, like we could have been in like. Switzerland right now. Yeah, like, we could could be at the beautiful Omega headquarters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we can probably just like wine and dine at the lab itself, you know. 
No, just just, pick, just picnic outside. I don't mind. Yeah, I mean, Reynald, if you're listening, you know, someday invite us over. We can do the podcast with you there. Yeah, we'd be more than happy to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think yeah, it was a great event. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and like you said, like having that sort of interaction with people who were directly involved mm. in the brand is mm-hmm. is very enlightening. Yeah, and we could ask a lot of questions, get very frank answers on the spot. It was probably very tough for them actually to to put themselves on the spot like this. Yeah, you know, not do pre prepared questions but on the spot like yeah. just come up with answers to anything that people would ask mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun it was a, definitely a big challenge for them but i think they, oh, did, they did, did very, very well yeah. they did very well yeah. Yeah. yeah and um overall in terms of the collection i think you know it's like it's i think uh Reynold mentioned as well you know it's not really a revolution it's an evolution yeah. of the yes. stuff that yeah, absolutely uh, has been has been out already so yeah and if if you guys were expecting a revolution unfortunately this is not the year for that but um, a lot of good evolution, a lot of good changes yep. to some of the core models in their lineup. So, yep. yeah, very cool overall. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think before we end, I think we need to thank Michelle and Martin yep. again yes. from Omega Malaysia. Just um, thanks for, you know, giving us this opportunity. It was so much fun. Yep. Uh, we really appreciate it. And they also sent us care packages before the the um, press conference. Well, three out of four of us, but, you know. Three who's, who's counting? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone is. And, but yeah, that, that was very much appreciated. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so we're, we're now we're just waiting for these watches to be in our possessions. Mm. Just, you know, just, a te- just as a test drive, you know. Oh, and I think uh, Michelle did mention as well, when these watches uh, reach Malaysia, they'll let us know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll let you guys know as well. So you guys can go to the boutiques and check them out. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, as we say here at well, John John and Matic, Baila. Baila. Bye. 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 No need to see. Bye. No yeah. You don't yeah. have a big to wait boy for with us. a big wallet. <laughs> Go make your reservations now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I hope everyone has had fun um, discussing Omega's releases and, you know, we're all, well, you already know that we're looking forward to seeing all of that in, in phys- physically in person. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, hope to see you guys physically in person sooner rather than later as well. Except aside from Casey, who <laughs> seemed way too much. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's it's good to have uh, another John John and Maddox episode after so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Looking forward to more. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Thanks, thanks so, everybody, and bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Casey and John John Show. The Casey and John John Show may cause abdominal discomfort, flatulence, reduced sex drive, and alcohol dependence. The Casey and John John Show is approved by one out of ten doctors. Casey and John John do not take any responsibility for any side effects experienced from listening to their podcast.